What is up, San Diego sports fans? Welcome to Kicking It with Chase. I'm here in studio with Diego Preciado, and I'll let him introduce himself. Uh, Diego Preciado. I'm from Classical Academy High School, class of 2019. And uh, he's got some guests in studio with him, if any of you want to introduce yourselves. Uh, Coach Lopez, head coach of the soccer team and the Classical Academy. All right. Um, so looking at you guys' record this year, you guys 10-6-2, looking really strong in league, 6-1-1. One, one. Um, when it comes to league, what's the main focus? Is the goal to focus on CIF and get ready for that, or is it to win league and then we can move on to CIF? I think the goal is really uh, game by game for us. We look at each game being kind of the most important thing on our schedule. So uh, the goal really is just to win league first and then go and do what we can in CIF and uh, just see how we do. But we're taking it game by game first. Coach? Yeah, the whole mentality from the start of the season was to just take it week by week, game by game, like to, just like Diego said, and um, just being sure that there are, our steps towards uh, championship season start with league and then move on to that as a CIF title. Uh, so I want to look at some individual games because some of these are really impressive. I want to get your take on sort of what's the mentality? How do you get a team ready? How do you get your team ready to go out on a field and do this? So Army Navy six to two, High Tech North County six two, mm. O'Farrell Charter eleven to one, Pacific Ridge seven to two, uh, and Mar- Maranatha Christian five to two. So when you get high scoring games like that, one, what happens pregame? Is there anything different that you do pregame? Uh, two. At halftime, what's the attitude if you've scored five goals in one half? Yeah, I don't think for those games, we don't really do anything different pregame. I think it feels a little bit different. Sometimes the guys are just more ready. Sometimes it depends on whether or not just our shots go in. I don't think pregame has anything to do with it. But uh, usually when we're up by that much or we're having a high-scoring game, we just tell the guys, hey, there's no reason to stop. Like, keep going. Uh, and usually we have a lot of excitement. The team brings a lot of energy. So usually it's uh, very contagious, and all the guys start to kind of just catch on and keep playing. So that's why I think we have some very high-scoring games like that. What do you got to say, Coach? Well, a lot, most of the time it's just, uh, just being flexible. I mean, there's a lot of guys that they bring a lot of uh, feedback up coming back from halftime. They just say, hey, Coach, we, maybe we can just switch things up here and there. And, uh, I mean, just the system that allows them to go ahead and just play their game. You know, we just have a system that allows uh, indi- like individualism from a lot of the players, whether it's uh, some of the players that just need to take on players one-on-one or if it's, you know, a player having to take on two or three guys at a time just to make sure they have a perfect shot. And uh, actually touching on that idea of either going one-on-one or two-on-three, uh, uh, when a player does that, what's the mentality as a coach? Is it if they take one-on-three and, they, and they're successful and they score, what's the difference between your response to that versus if they fall on their face, get the ball stolen, slide tackle, and it goes for a goal the other end? You know, it's funny, too. Uh, there, we got, a player who's, we got a, several players who like to take on two or three players, and... Uh, I think what's so funny is that like I have the reaction, same reaction every time. I'm angry and angry and angry. By the time they take take their perfect shot and it goes in, I'm still angry after the fact, and everybody's still <laughs> everybody's still uh, laughing out on the sideline. Like, coach, he made it in, and then uh, I don't know. It's just me just being uh, me being me just being coach and letting the players play. One of those things. Well, and absolutely, I think that mindset sort of. Um, uh, it's the same thing as in football. If one of your players does something stupid and it works, then you're still gonna you're still going to coach him up about it. And actually, moving on to football, I wanted to sort of touch on that idea. Obviously, um, if you guys didn't know, uh, for football, Diego just committed to Stanford, so congrats on that. Um, as a multi-sport athlete who plays varsity in multiple sports, what's the idea? What's the transition like coming from football season, which is high-octane, high hitting people, short spurts of five-second plays at a time, and then moving into a sport like soccer where you're constantly moving? It's, it's not, I wouldn't say like less physical, but a different kind of physical. 
Yeah, I think my original transition actually was from soccer to football. Um, I started playing football in seventh grade, but beforehand I was playing uh, soccer since I was about five years old. And one of the biggest things that helped me carry over is kind of my footwork uh, from soccer carried directly over to wide receiver. So uh, from fo- from soccer to football, there was a lot of value that came with me already having played soccer for so long. And then back from football to soccer, it really helped my physical game because I wasn't a very physical guy, uh, kid at the time. So playing a few years of high school uh, football really helped me get bigger and stronger and just have more confidence physically when it came to soccer games. So I think that's somewhere that my game has improved from that aspect. Um, and then question for a coach on that front. Have you noticed Diego sort of anything that he's done differently than other players that may come as a result from football? Like, is there anything unique about having a football player on a soccer pitch? Oh, no, man. As uh, Being his wide receiver coach from football, too, it was uh, quite, a, quite a season from with, with, uh, with fall. And then I just had a seamless, nice transition into soccer with him. Uh, just being able to see him, uh, we we uh, we call him Vroom every time he runs by some players because it's uh, it's lightning speed with this kid, and I think that's the sort of uniqueness that he brings to this squad as far as like his speed and athletic ability, and it's it's crazy how the sort of things he can do, whether or not he's uh, chase. I think of it as a, a gazelle. <laughs> how he runs and stuff like that. So I think it's just really special to have him on our squad when he. Uh, it, we haven't had a player like this where if we play him in the midfield, we play him up top. We're more attacking. If we play him in the back, it's more secure. It's more stable. So we've never had a player like this before. But it's just—it's a special. He's just one of those once in a four-year kind of, you know, lifestyle that we have with him. So uh, now, obviously, um, we—we only have Diego in the studio right now. Are there any other players on Classical Academy that you sort of want to highlight? Anybody else out there you sort of want to make sure gets some sort of acknowledgement? I want to highlight the whole team actually uh, in the back. We've had Leo, who's done a really good job on defense. He usually plays uh, left defender for us. On the right, I usually have my boy Blake or Steven Fuson, who kind of rotate in there. Um, and the goalie, we have Liam. He's done a great job. In midfield, we've had a guy named John, but we call him Larry because uh, we called him Larry, but he never spoke up about it, so now we just, just call him that now. Uh, he's done a great job. He holds it down in the midfield. Uh, Cody Cavallier is another one of our midfielders slash strikers who's done an amazing job. Robert Colello up top. Uh, I could say it, more and more guys, Tobin Bosha, Casey Hammond. I'm just super proud of each and every one of the guys on my team. It's just it's been a super fun year, and I think that uh, we've played really good as a unit. Uh, sure, there's some guys who stand out individually, but I think we play very well as a unit, and that's one of the things that's shined with us this year. Oh man, you took the words right out of my mouth, man. <laughs> just trying, as far as like some of the players that we have, um, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this much: the players that we have up top, they got they definitely have some filth that come. They just have to lay on the squad and just, or lay on the field, but it's just. Um, Every time they were, they were going to uh, take on a few players, it's just sometimes I just think to myself, they still have the ball. They still have the ball. Oh, my God, they still have the ball. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just the whole team is just special. I just uh, From the start, I just told the boys, hey, uh, when we start tryouts, this is uh, week one of a championship season because I think that we have just something something special. I mean, I don't think you can – I think it's really, really hard to to beat a team that just loves each other and just makes sure that they'll do anything for each other. Uh, now, taking it away from sort of the more practical aspects of the game, sort of what you expect, let's go. Mo- let's move more into some of the m- more fun, more engaging parts of the yeah. game that happen once in a while. I- I've asked this, I think, every single interview I've done. Um, let's talk trash talk. So, um, oh, so uh, I think late last year on the regular show, we had um, the Tory Pines girls team come in, and we a- and Christian asked them, "What's the, m- the most insane trash talk you've ever had or ever heard?" And one of the girls said that she got pulled down by the back of her hair, stood up, turned around, and yelled at the girl that she was going to set her hair on fire if she ever did that again. (laughs) So from then on, I've asked whoever's on Kicking It Every Week, do you have any stories similar to that? 
Uh, let's see here. I don't know. Coach might be able to come up with something, but yeah. myself, I'm not a very big trash talker. I, I don't really talk that much when I play sports. I kind of just do my thing and let my game speak for itself. But uh, we have a few, quite a few trash talkers on our team, whether it's with each other or with the ref or with, with the players. It gets funny. It's never too bad. It's always fun, but uh, see if Coach has anything to say on that. No, just speaking about Larry, he's my, one of those guys who doesn't talk very much. So we were playing uh, we were playing one team. I'm, I won't say it out loud. <laughs> we were playing a team, and they kept they kept talking to behind him and stuff like that. And, and he's one of those players who won't talk. So he just goes up, and we were winning 3-1 at the time. He just throws up the 3 and the 1 to the sideline to the coach. He throws it up to the, the whole back line and everybody. And at that point, he's already scored two goals. So, <laughs> And mind you, Larry is a guy that says very little. Like, he won't won't even call for the ball. He just speaks that little. And it was just so funny to see uh, just him kind of taunt the other sideline in a way that was so Larry-like. It was, just, it was awesome. That, that almost reminds me of our um, very own Bodie De Silva on um, mm-hmm. on San Diego Prep Insiders. Man of not very few words, but a very calm, level-headed guy. But I've heard I've heard stories that in the San Diego Prep Insider group chat, if you get him going, he gets going. So, uh, <laughs> so sometimes it's the quietest guys that come up with the funniest stuff. Yeah. Um, um, let's go back towards your um, the football commitment. When you're looking at Stanford, obviously Stanford not necessarily too bad at soccer. Usually mm-hmm. up there in the soccer rankings. So, um, if if the soccer coach at Stanford comes up to you first week and says, "Hey, you want to walk on during soccer season?" What's your response? Um, I think I'm at this point. I'm too fully committed into football to even consider that. Uh, I love soccer. I've had a great time playing ever since I was a little kid. But uh. Football is kind of what my mind's been set on as of late, and uh, I'm really looking forward to just getting started on that. So it'd be a cool opportunity, but uh, I'd be with football all the way. Uh, come winter, do you think you're going to be in that student section at soccer games? Do, do do soccer games have student sections? I've never heard of a student section at a uh, soccer Sometimes game. I think it depends on the school, how popular it is at the school. But uh, I'll definitely try to be as many games as I can to support. Even just the sports while I'm there, I'll probably be like at every sport that I can. It's going to be fun. Now, obviously, that question was directed at Diego, but uh, Coach, let's go to you. Uh, first week of Diego being at Stanford, the soccer coach comes up to you and asks you, do you want to play soccer at Stanford? What's your response? <laughs> no, man, I think I'm way past my prime when it comes to that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just one of those things where he just, if he would have come up to me, I was like, I sound flattered, but I can't run with these boys anymore. It was funny, too, because uh, just the other week, me and Diego just went ahead and just had a little friendly competition who can go ahead and race. So it was about a 60-yard dash that we had, and just uh, haven't been able to sleep at night because he beat me by half a, half a stride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Looking at Classical Academy as a school, uh, the one thing I've always wondered, every time I've seen Classical Academy, how cool is it to have such a unique mascot, like the Caymans? That's... That just seems dope to me. Like, what's your take on that? I actually, I really like it. It's something that I haven't really heard of before I even got to the high school. Uh, it's a mascot that I think not only looks super cool, but is uh, it kind of speaks about our school because the Cayman itself is not very big. It doesn't seem very significant, but uh, when you get them, a lot of them, like in a group or something, they can do a lot of damage. So I think that's kind of the mentality of our school where we don't have a bunch of big kids. You know, we're not a huge school, but all of us together, we can do some cool stuff. So I, I really like the mascot. That's funny. A few years back, I went ahead and... Uh... As a, I got I first hired, I got I first got hired as a tutor at the Classical Academy online. Shout out to you boys, and uh, and when I got there, they were just like, oh, the first question I asked was like, hey, what's the what's the mascot that we have here? And then they went and said, oh, it's a Cayman. And no lie, I had to go ahead and Google that straight up. <laughs> I had to Google it. All right, um, let's go one more. We're winding down here, but uh, looking at the league that you guys are in, so obviously right now you guys are top of the league. And not necessarily undisputed. Maranatha Christian is right there on your tail. But at the time, right now, league champion, if 
it were if the league were to end today. But looking at Maranatha Christian, Delago Academy, Escondido Charter, and Guajome Park Academy, over the years of playing soccer, what's the best team you faced? Like, what's the team that every time you play them, you know you're going to get a hard match? Hmm. In league or just in general? Uh, in league right now, and then we'll go in general. It's probably been, I don't, I don't know, I had to miss a year for an injury. Uh, I want to get Coach's opinion on this first. Um, it's always it's always a fun time with Charter. I'll tell you that right now because um, I don't know for the past two seasons, uh, more mainly this season, we're just gonna get everybody's best shot. But the best shot that we've gotten so far was definitely Escondido Charter. Seeing as though that's a rival game, you know, some of the the, the student sections that we have are quote unquote, and I'm putting air quotes here, stu- uh, student section that we have is always filled, and it's always a fun game. Parents get into it. Uh, students get into it. The sideline is gets hype, and uh, it's just different. It's a different. It's a different atmosphere, and I think uh, Escondido Charter is one of those one of those teams we have to have to come up with. Yeah, I think uh, I agree with Coach there. Where Escondido is always Escondido Charter has always given us their best shot, uh, but also it's probably been the most fun games I've ever been able to play. And uh, a lot of stuff happens. A lot of stuff goes down. It's never awful, but it's always fun to have that you know friendly competition and just knowing there's something a little bit more on the line when you play a team that's what five five ten minute drive from you. So, yeah. And then, just in general, most fun team to play against? Ooh. I don't know. I had a lot of fun playing Sage Creek this year because they're a few divisions higher than us. That was a good game. We ended up winning that one 2-1, but uh, a lot of respect to their coaching staff and players because they, they they played very, very well. We just happened to play a little bit of a better game that time. Yeah, I was just about to say Sage Creek. Uh, shout out to you, Neil, if you hear this. Uh, I used to play uh, – my older brother actually played college ball with him, and uh, so um, – that was a, that was one of those games where we pulled it out. We just pulled it out, yeah. and uh, it was just exciting. I mean, the, the, knowing that the, we heard the final whistle and it was already two one, it's funny. And uh, after the game, as far as much fun that they were having, and uh, for as much joyful faces, I just went ahead and just looked at everybody. It's like I don't know whether to be disappointed with the way they played or just be happy about the result. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, I think we're winding down to the end here, getting a bit. Uh, here to the end, uh, any shout-outs, any mentions you want to do, plug your social media, et cetera, et cetera, go for it right now. Uh, it's, I've just had a really fun time this year. Uh, football's been super awesome, but I'm sure every student-athlete who plays football can attest to this, that football's draining and tiring. So coming out, of you know, having football being over and then going into soccer, it's really helped me just kind of refuel and just have fun playing a sport. I mean, I had fun playing football, but it's a lot more physically demanding, so... I just want to shout out the guys who have been on my team. I'm not going to say everybody because I already said that earlier, but uh, just shout out my whole team, the coaching staff, and Coach Andres especially for not only making like it a productive season, but a season where I've had fun and gotten to spend time with my, my, my homies and just you know go out there and play some soccer. I just want to just go ahead and just get a quick shout out to Classical Academy Online, Dr. Perez and the Tribe. We love you kids. All right, and uh, that wraps up Kicking It uh, with Chase. Glad to be back in studio this week. Missed... For two weeks now, but uh, we're coming back strong. So this is Chase Osborne signing off. Peace. Peace.